Okay, it's uh, Amy Vertree is one of the coaches here at in room one. I've now lost my, ah, here it is. Uh, I'm gonna share screen for a second. And I'm renaming folks. I lack originality, I use the same names. <laughs> All right, uh, let me try to share screen here. And I'm gonna share my desktop, I think. And what I'm gonna do is just spend just a couple minutes on this worksheet um, that I did. And the reason why I wanted to um, use this uh, or start off with this is that uh, I think that sometimes we just need some structure. You know, I know I do. Um, sometimes when I kind of like wing it a little while and, and things get a little lost um, that, it always helps me to kind of go back to a little bit of organization. And so, um, and I think that a lot of us need not just constraint, but also focus. And so constraint, clarity, and focus, I think are things that, you know, really, really help. So here's this room one monthly goal. And really, I think for each month, I would really focus on like a thought or goal that you want to work on. Um, and I've been posting in room one, um, the, uh, and, and I'm, you know, doing this myself, honestly, it's so like the, uh, like the one thought that you want to work on, or the one thing that's bothering you, it should be something big, um, or at least something that's bothering you a lot, you know, something that, you know, you even that you feel like you can't improve on. I mean, what's, what's not, what's not to like to try? I mean, uh, and so for me, I've been posting like the um, trying to stop overworking. And it's interesting, because when you do these thought downloads, different things come up. Um, and if you've seen, you know, some of those posts, it's not just overwork. It's just feeling like everything is just overwhelming. And so I think it was interesting rather than changing a lot of things, I just started finishing some stuff. I just like planted a tree. That's why I'm a little sweaty. Sorry. Um, I planted a tree that's been in this like stupid pot for like two years, might've been three, whatever bygones. Um, anyway, things like that. So um, it really helps to clarify and focus. So what's the one thought or goal that you want to work on this month? And, you know, why do I want to work on it? You know, really, if you know what your why is, it's really helpful um, to, to help provide some focus. Like, why do I want to work on not overworking so much? Is that because I'm like missing things? I'm not enjoying stuff as much, you know, like, what am I working for anyway? I'm working to spend more time with family, but then I'm actually not spending time with family, things like that. So knowing what your why is, help, um, it can be helpful. And, you know, what do I think will get in my way? Um, and certainly, you know, when it comes to overworking for me, I think of things like money scarcity, um, you know, the feeling of feeling important, um, you know, things like that too. And we got to get in this hustle mentality too um, of overworking. Um, we provide our worth, you know, sometimes I don't even know what I'm supposed to do if I don't, you know, things like that. Um, and then, you know, how am I going to think, feel and act when this obstacle comes up, you know, like when I look at the financials for the month, how am I going to feel, you know, things like that. Um, and anticipating some of these things ahead of time helps. And then, you know, how will I know that I've achieved this and, um, and you know, making your goal measurable and this mine is not as measurable. Um, I think it's going to be like less things on the to-do list, more time with family, more rest. You know, I think it's really been interfering with rest. So anyway, that's just an example of how I went to the form for that too. And, and then each day kind of focusing on, the thought downloads and what comes up and things like that too. And what that does is it really helps focus and hone in on stuff. And then things just start happening when you do that. Um, so September 21st or uh, September, 2021, the only thing I don't like about this is it starts off with Monday. So it's not like your typical calendar. So don't let that throw you off. I put the, the calls in here so you guys can um, help focus a little bit. You can add things on there as, as well. Um, the weekly checklist, again, you know, keeping your thought and goal focus of the month 
um, front and center and doing a thought download each day. And these, you, you saw, um, you know, yesterday I typed up stuff today. I just kind of jotted stuff down. I usually jot stuff down, sometimes do it on my phone. This does not have to be hugely formal, but I think really it's just getting that conversation going. An intentional, unintentional model really helps. You know, trying to do that each day is helpful. You get better at it and things like that. Um, you know, attended or watched group coaching sessions. I was just talking to one of the members here just before we started uh, recording about how, like, when you look at these, you're like, oh, I, other people have the same problems I do. It, it can be really reassuring. Um, and then also sometimes they may find offer a thought that you haven't even thought about, either one that's bothering you or one that will set you free. Um, and really, you know, if, if it's all made up anyway, you might as well start inventing some good thoughts. <laughs> anyway, um, so the room one coaching calls, and this is just, you can circle the coach, the date and the top of the call. And really it's just to kind of, um, you know, obviously not meant to add any extra busy work to you guys, but just really thinking of um, things that could help. And then the thought models, um, I, I did this a while ago. It's also, you know, in the Facebook group um, of just some details of the thought model. And, and, you know, you, if you're new to all this, you don't have to jump into thought models, but it is helpful, but that's what these calls are for. Uh, these calls are for working through these. Cause you know, even now, sometimes I find it difficult to come up with a circumstance or the thought. And I'm, I'm finding, you know, some power in, in being a little more specific for the circumstance um, and things like that. So each of these have their own place um, in all this. Now, um, I didn't want to spend a ton of time or anything um, with this. I just wanted to make sure that you guys, you know, had an idea of um, what these things were. Um, and I'm renaming you guys. Uh, does anyone have any questions or comments or anything about that? Have you guys found it useful yet? Oh, I, I think it'd probably help if I let you talk. There's also the chat. Um, it, if anyone is interested in um, coaching, please raise your hand. And what I'll do is rename some folks here. And really appreciate you guys coming on. Um, but this is really where it's a little bit difficult sometimes, especially if you're just getting started to like volunteer for coaching. Um, I'm just reading Perseus Jackson. I think you guys have mentioned it before. So since I'm reading Perseus Jackson, uh, that's all my names are related to that. <laughs> all right, let's see. I have... Um, allowed everyone to talk. Um, so if anyone is interested in coaching, please raise your hand. Um, so I'll give you guys a minute. And then if you're, oh, I gotta see here, raise hand. Let's say y'all know I can talk, but okay. So Athena, please tell me all the things. Can you hear me? I can't hear you though. Did I did I raise my hand inadvertently? <laughs> yes. If you if you don't want to, I can lower it. I, no, no, I didn't realize I did. Um, but I can. I'm sorry. I, I'm surprised that happened. Oh no, I'm Thalia, not well, Athena. Conscious was telling you that you wanted coaching today. <sighs> Are you sure it was me? Because I didn't raise my hand, but I'm happy to to talk. All right. I mean, I always can. Oh, no, it's it's Athena. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, sorry. I'll mute. Okay. Sorry, Athena, go ahead. Oh, I guess I'm Athena. I didn't see the name change. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. Um, 
So I'm fairly new to coaching and the thought models and everything. Um, and I am just a couple years out of residency. So I am having a hard time enjoying surgery right now. And I think part of it has to do with, um, I feel like my entire identity is wrapped up in surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, uh, I, you know, I've heard a lot of other people talk about uh, identity. Uh, I just, I don't really know how to go about trying to figure that out. The last, you know, 10 or so years of my life have been like consumed by surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a spouse. I'm not a, a mom. So I feel like I'm, you know, my, everything has gone into training. So I'm, I'm kind of at a loss for just figuring out how to start the process of figuring out who I am. Right. Well, I mean, you know, what's interesting about that? Your possibilities are limitless. Yeah, but that's, that's scary, right? (laughs) Totally. You know, and I think this is, um, I read this great book called life is in the transitions, um, to where, uh, there's like this idea of this linear path and we have this linear path and then we'll have something like something happen, um, of, you know, a life event and these, um, the, a life shift, I think that's what they call them. And they can stack up on each other and turn into like this life quake, um, which can throw off everything. And I think the, the one thing that we see with surgery is that we have this like linear pathway. And then now we're like wide open. You can choose whatever you want. And it's, it can be a little bit, it's kind of like, you know, you have this horses in a, in a stall and you go in a line and then you go like, okay, go in the open field, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And so I, not all of them like charge out and do something. They kind of just wait and see. So what are some of the things that you've done to try to figure out what some of your interests might be? Uh, well, I, I think, I, I think back to like when I had free time, um, and what the things were that I liked to do then, um, you know, I am always doing some kind of crafting. I used to like to read for pleasure. Um, I like to travel. So I actually get to do that a little bit now. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I kind of get stuck. Um, you know, I haven't really done a lot of those hobbies for quite some time. Mm-hmm. So what is, um, what does stuck look like to you? Uh, I mean, my, I think it's just like not knowing where to go from, you know, from point A. Sur- having my identity be surgeon is um, safe. It's comfortable mm-hmm. because it's, it's what I've known for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thought of, of, I don't know, trying something else and failing or realizing I don't like that other thing is intimidating. Mm-hmm. And so what makes surgery safe and comfortable? Uh, I think it's just that I know, um, like I, I kind of know how it's supposed to go, you know, like I have, I am generally an introverted person, um, but I have a work persona. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a way that I'm supposed to act as a surgeon, um, and, you know, to instill confidence in my team and my patients and things like that. And so 
uh, I've been doing that for a long, long time. And it, it, it's what I know now. Mm -hmm. And why not continue with that? Um, because, uh, I don't even know that I like surgery anymore. Mm -hmm. So what you're kind of what's going on is that you feel like your entire identity is wrapped up in surgery. And now you're like, I don't even think I like this. Why not? Uh Uh, I've had some technical setbacks. I've had some, um, complications that have kind of, uh, just shook the way I thought about surgery and myself. Um, and I just don't get excited for it. It's, uh, you know, I'm thinking about tomorrow and going, Oh, really again? Yeah. And, um, did you feel like you're kind of, you were interested in, uh, like surgery validating you? Like I've worked all this time and I wanted to validate me. Now it's not exactly validating me. So what am I doing? Right. Yeah. I think that's part of the problem. Yeah. And so, and so it sounds like that, you know, questioning how you validate yourself. So what are ways in which, you know, if you were to kind of imagine like, what are ways that, that I can be validated? Um, just like in general? Yeah. Like what makes you worthy as a human? Um, I, how I treat other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess what I would contribute to society. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, for me, it's how, you know, like I'm, I'm a very loyal friend. So for me, like sticking with that is important, but, um, I'm not sure. I, I, it's, seems very external. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, you know, certainly a problem, right? If you're waiting for external validation, the problem is you may get it like a surgeons. We get it all the time until we don't. Um, and maybe some of the problem is, is that you're starting to recognize that you had this external validation as you went along. I mean, cause it's not why we went to become surgeons because we're total badasses and people tell us that all the time. <laughs> uh-huh. And so the thing is, is that that's the problem. It's worked all of this time. It's worked all of this time. And now when you kind of reach where there's difficulties or you start racking up complications, cause we all do. And now you have to deal with the fact that maybe I need to come up with a different way because this is not reliable because, you know, with statistical possibilities of complications and the world going mad with people acting the fool left and right, (laughs) our external validation is suspect. (laughs) Yeah. So what are your other ways? So you mentioned external validation. Have you ever tried internal validation? Um, like, it's going to sound so silly, like just saying, like, just patting myself on the back, like just being like, you did a good job today. Totally. 
you know, it's so interesting because the one thing that you may like with the listening to recordings and, you know, on the Facebook group and stuff, this crap is all made up. <laughs> yeah. I just saw this post that said, if it's all made up, why not think great things, lush things, wonderful things about ourselves. And we are actually fine as we are right now. Do you feel like you're okay just the way you are now? Um, trick question. Um, no, uh, you already told me, I'll tell you, <laughs> I treat other people. Well, I contribute to society and I'm a loyal friend. Now that sounds like external validation, but really you do this because that's who you are. Uh-huh. Because you didn't say, I rely on people to tell me what it is. I treat other people. That's what I do because that's who I am. And they can appreciate it or not. You didn't say, I live for people's appreciation. You said, I treat other people well. And you mentioned, I contribute to society. Society could sometimes give two craps, as we can see. Right. <laughs> but this is what you do. And then I'm a loyal friend. You didn't mention anything about how your friends feel about you. Isn't mm-hmm. that interesting? Yeah, I guess I I interpreted those things as, as more external, yeah. But I think that you, you've already started to do the work. You know, you've really started to identify like, who am I? What do I do? And these are actually internal things. You know, we when we don't think about ourselves, we are looking to see like, well, this is what I'm doing, but you're still looking around elsewhere. But really kind of pausing and saying, this is who I am. I mean, I think that's actually pretty great that you treat other people well, you contribute to society and you're a loyal friend. And these are things that you're already doing. Mm-hmm. So how, um, I guess I'd need to do more um, just introspection on this, um, but how do I go about separating, you know, untangling surgeon mm-hmm. from who I am as a human? Because I feel like that's why these complications like rocked me so much is, you know, I put so much stock in being surgeon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, though, because when you mention like some of your characteristics, surgery didn't come up. Right. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I see it as something I do, mm-hmm. but but it, it almost feels like that's the bulk of who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is there anything wrong with that being the bulk of who you are? Because tell me a little bit about you as a surgeon. What are some of your characteristics? Like if someone were to describe you as a surgeon. Um, uh, I think I'm a hard worker. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, I make time to listen to my patients' concerns and -hmm. respond to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I, that, that I take pride in. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know that. Are you a good surgeon? Yes. Mm -hmm. What does a good surgeon mean? 
to you? Um, I mean, doing the right surgery, doing, doing, um, doing what's actually necessary and doing it well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, you know, when I'm looking at this too, I asked, um, so you describe what someone else would say, but these again are internal things. You said, I'm a hard worker, not people see me working hard. I'm a hard worker. I take time to listen. I take pride in that. So that's very internal. Not everyone, you know, has that kind of insight. Um, you know, I, I'm a good surgeon. You didn't hesitate to say yes, which makes me very happy. Um, because I know that you are, <laughs> um, you do the surgery that's necessary and you do it well. Um, and, you know, doing it well, doesn't mean perfect. You know, I think that it's interesting, like, cause when you start really listening to what you're saying and when you write it down and you really reflect on it, like, I'm actually not looking for anyone else's thoughts at all. And, you know, this, this thought, you know, and this kind of gets to the thought model, the thought that you were working on is my entire identity is wrapped up in surgery. Um, and, you know, it's, it's hard to tell if it was the emotion or if that was the action of feeling stuck. Um, I think maybe emotion is feeling stuck because now I'm not, not knowing where to go. Of course, when you don't know where to go, you know, what's the result is when we don't exactly know where to go. Stand still, walk in circles. <laughs> we don't go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and it all traces back to this thought that um, my identity is wrapped in surgery. And, you know, and then you kind of, what does that mean? Like, well, I can only be validated from surgery. That's actually not true at all because it's not, you very well articulated your, your personality and things that you take pride in. And that also carries into the surgery part of things that, that your characteristics and things you take pride in. And it was interesting because I tried to trick you and ask what other people would say, and you gave me what you, you internally thought. And so I definitely think that you're able to verbalize who you are. And it sounds like you kind of know yourself pretty well. Um, and it also sounds like you believe it too, um, you know, because those came readily. And, you know, it didn't seem like you're trying to tell me what I wanted to hear. Um, it seems like these are things that you feel are true about yourself. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think those things are, are true. I think I get, um, I get a, uh, worried when I, you know, when the thought crosses my mind, if I wasn't doing surgery, cause if, if I'm not having, if I'm not liking it, you know, what are my other options? And, and I, start to worry about where I'm going without it. Yeah. And I think that's where all of this came from. Let's say tomorrow that, you know, the pandemic says uh, you cannot do surgery anymore. We're just going to shut down the clinics in the OR. What would you do? Sleep in. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I like that great first plan. Then what, <laughs> you know, due to uh, unforeseen circumstances, we're going to shut down for three months. Um, well, I mean, I, I'd probably have to help out somewhere else. Uh, Why? You know. Well, I don't to earn my keep, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know. I have a, you know, I have a list of, of things that I would like to get done. So I would probably start working on those kinds of tasks. Mm-hmm. Why don't you do them now? Um, Cause I'm working or I'm tired or I'm making excuses. <laughs> what kind of excuses do you make? Uh, that I don't have the time to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I know it's going to take longer than the hour that I have. So why even start? Yeah. So why not take some time off? I'm afraid I wouldn't come back. So don't come back. Well, are there other surgeons in the world? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe if you don't come back, I don't know. How do you feel about never coming back? Some days pretty good. Mm-hmm. So other days, you? other days, I'm not so sure. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, allowing yourself to explore all options, because really sometimes a lot of times stuck is a really interesting emotion of, you know, like something is driving us in a direction. We want to go somewhere else and we're not sure how to get that way or something is unsettling. And I think really, you know, kind of unwrapping um, what's unsettling and, you know, doing the model. I mean, and I would take this as your monthly goal is like, you know, I, actually, I should ask you if, if you were going to make a monthly goal for what you wanted to work on, either a thought or whatever, what, what would you want to work on this month? Um, Just one thing to focus on. You don't have to change the world or everything in your life. Um, I think I need to, I think I would have to, to try to like, I don't know how to verbalize it exactly, but like trying to still see the positive in surgery, like trying, just looking at it from that aspect, then the, you know, kind of blah perspective that I'm taking now. Yeah. It's almost kind of like, you know, well, I, I feel like the questions coming up for you is like, you know, what do I want to be when I grow up? Do I still want to do this? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. You can do whatever you want. There's this great idea of redefining success. And I, I talked, I give a talk for the association of women surgeons about this. And, you know, it's interesting because you, do you know what success is? Um, I listened to your talk a little bit, so I, I feel like I cheated. Um, <laughs> um, it's the attainment of, of an aim or a goal, right? Yeah. A goal. And who determines that goal? Uh, me, I guess. And you know what that leads to? Your success is inevitable because you choose it. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because, you know, that the main thing is, is you can ask yourself, you know, what does success look like to me? Um, which really just gets down to your why. Um, and surgery is almost like the how, you know, right now you being a surgeon is how you are attaining success. But the question is, what is your why? Like, why are you doing it? Um, 
don't know. That's a loaded question. I, I mean, yeah, part of it is monthly goal. This is, this oh, okay. is, you don't have to come up with anything right now. And I think really it's not, and this is the whole thing of like a monthly goal. It's just saying, I am finally going to spend daily work, just like the atomic habits, daily work of identifying something that I want to consciously challenge. And, you know, that the costly challenges, you know, I hate surgery. I don't want to do surgery anymore. What am I going to do when I grow up? What does success look like for me? You could pick any of these thoughts and really it's the daily practice. You know, I've been um, a coach now for over a year and I still overwork. Why the hell is that? That's why I chose it this month. This is stupid. I'm going to fix it. (laughs) And it's, it's things like that. It's just recognizing that it's just really fun to explore all these things. You know, because really when you start asking like yourself, these thoughts, like, are these things true? Like, do I hate surgery? I don't know. Some days, yes, sometimes no. So it may not be true. There's probably more to it. Um, And then you start asking yourself good questions. Why do I hate it? Why do I like it? Why am I even doing this? You know, it's asking yourself the right, you know, really quality questions is going to get you down to the, the results. And then, you know, having things come up saying, well, you know, all I'm looking for is external validation. But when you write it down, you're like, wait a minute, this actually isn't. And this is where, you know, coaching sometimes helps as they kind of reflect back your thoughts. Um, it's not me trying to provide thoughts for you. It's, it's really kind of listening to what you're saying and, you know, saying it back to you to see if you hear it. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because okay. when I hear you talk, I'm like so encouraged and inspired and, and interested Um, and I really like to, you know, see where your mind goes. Um, and then it's interesting to see like, oh, but I, you know, it's all crap. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so that, that part's, it's really just asking the questions and reflecting on it too. Um, and really doing the work. And I think it's, um, sometimes I think what's really hard for us as surgeons to look at these thought models is that we're expected to be right. We're expected to be certain, you know, and then questioning yourself is basically saying, I don't know, but I'm interested in exploring. Right. Okay. All right. So, you know, I would recommend, you know, trying the monthly goal. And then if you really wanted to go like the extra special, and I encourage all of you guys to do this is to post your thought models on the, in the room one group It's just room one members. Um, and I mean, there's no judging here too. Um, it's all just kind of fascinating. And, and now that you, you know, look back at some of the recordings and stuff, you start to realize, oh, like we're all feeling the same things. And, um, and that's why there's a sheet in there about looking back at either listening or looking back. If you try like one a week of just saying, I'm just going to focus on this topic, or I'm going to take a look, look at this and see, is this something I'm thinking as well? Um, you know, are other people having the same problems that I'm having? Uh, things like that. But this is not something that you have to figure out in a call. This is kind of lifelong work. Um, The most important thing is that all the things you've already said right now, like you're already worthy right now. You know, I used to always, I heard that at first and I'm like, that's a bunch of crap. Well, then what are we supposed to work for? Um, but really it's interesting. And I, I had this on a call or something there is I, I get it now. I get it now because when we are not worried about our worth, and we're not worried about what other people think, then we open up our mind to the possibility of doing anything that we want, because we do it from a place of interest and excitement. Oh, I think it was the AWS talk, that's what it was. From interest and excitement, we open ourselves up to these possibilities because 
we know that nothing's going to hurt us, that we have our own back, that we're not going to beat ourselves up, um, that, that, you know, we are, we do treat people well, we do contribute to society, we are a loyal friend. Um, you know, and when you feel that, and when you really internalize that, you're like, I am pretty amazing right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. and okay. also, life ahead of me, like life is short. And, you know, determination of success comes from what I decide. And so I just have to decide. I hope that yeah, it, it's, it did. It, thank you. It's, it's a, it's a different way of thinking about, um, like success and, and kind of your purpose and things than, than I'm used to hearing. So yes, that's good. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that, you know, again, as surgery, we were told what success was mm-hmm. and now that we can determine it ourselves. I think the people that have the biggest problems are people that first get out of residency because it's like, it's wide open. You can do whatever you want. It's all whole new challenges. And then that mid career, when you start saying, well, I can actually start picking and choosing what I want. I don't want to hustle and kill myself all the time. I need to pare it down. And how do I feel about paring it down? You know, what does success look like to me now? Um, and I feel like that's probably, you know, that's certainly, I think where I'm at right now, uh, really kind of trying to challenge um, w- what do I determine as success? And the one thing, you know, again, this month that I've been working on myself is like, you know, I don't, I don't think hustling is success anymore. And so- mm-hmm. I, I working a little bit smarter, not harder is kind of where I'm focusing on. Okay. Anyway, right. good. Nice talking with you. All right. Anyone else interested in coaching? Give you a minute. Um, so if, okay, for Stephanie, go for it. Okay. I, I think it, it worked. Okay. Um, so here is the action I want to get to. Um, I, by Friday afternoon, I am just like my brain's fried. And so I would like to get my stuff done, get all my notes completed, um, finishing my patients and then, um, get out of the hospital and the clinic in a reasonable time because a lot of times I don't leave till like seven and then I feel like most of the a good chunk of the weekends already over and so that's that's kind of what my goal my action my result that I'd like so I want to get to that okay so we've got you before you this yeah <laughs> You after. Okay. Here we have, let's see, you know, job as a surgeon. Yes. So surgeon. And we haven't quite got to the thought yet, but our action is working too much. Yes. And, and is it the number of patients? Is it the time it's taking? What do you think as the actions like when you look at your actions, what does your day look like? Like a difficult day? Um, well, Fridays, they, I have uh, office all morning and sometimes I'll add on a couple of cases. Um, and then, you know, some of the time I'm on call, but specifically I'd like to focus on the weeks that I'm not on call 
and I'd like to finish my morning office. And then if I have a case, go do the surgery and then get whatever I need to do done. Um, but what I do now is that I'll get on my inbox and I'll spend two hours cleaning out the CC charts from this week or um, uh, results. And then at that point, I'll sit, I'll like usually try to work on some notes and then something else will distract me. Like this last Friday, I was like, wow, my office is needs a touch up. And so <laughs> I, and, and inspired by all your boxes of stuff that you've gotten rid of, I got rid of a lot out of my office. Mm -hmm. um, so totally distracted myself. And then I still didn't finish my notes. And then at like, I don't know, five or six, uh, had a family commitment. So I'm rushing out of there trying to get to that. Mm -hmm. And I just would like to feel like I have an extra day like Friday, if I could finish up around noon and just try to get my brain in the right place. Right. And when you say get your mind, your brain in the right place, like when you're going about this on Thursday, let's take it like a little bit at a time. When you're in the clinic, mm -hmm. what was the question? When you're in the clinic, we'll take it a little bit at a time. Okay. So let's say like when you start clinic. Mm -hmm. What are some of the thoughts going through your mind? Um, oh man, it's Friday and I haven't finished all my notes this week. And um, gosh, it looks like there's people that have been scheduled that may need something more emergently. Mm -hmm. um, just, I get probably like the thought is I'm overwhelmed and um So here we are overwhelmed. Yeah. And this is the start of your day. Right. Before I've even, yeah, I feel like I'm behind before I even get started. Yeah. And that's absolutely true. Uh, when you're overwhelmed, everything looks like a mess. Um, what are some of the things that you do when you're overwhelmed? Uh, I worry about it. So then I get even farther behind mm -hmm. and then maybe I don't finish my notes in the room, um, which is what I've been trying to do because I'm like, Whoa, this is just a lot going on. I need to, uh, move to see the next patient mm -hmm. or I'll distract myself by talking to somebody like, I mean, not a patient, like a social conversation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And then when you look around your office going, oh, such a mess. I feel like a mess. This office is a mess. Right. Yes. It's like you're watching my day too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely cleaner now. <laughs> well, this is, uh, you know, this is something that definitely that I have like done myself and yeah. let me see if, if this applies to you, you look at your clinic and you're like, oh my gosh. And then you think about all the things you spend a lot of your time what about this patient? What about this? Oh, and I didn't do my inbox and I probably should have done this. And I think I have some notes from, from yesterday and you know, that sounded familiar. Oh yes. And so the, a lot of times, you know, the, uh, I've always heard that women are really good at multitasking. Um, but really the problem is, is that that's always like build as a good thing, 
But multitasking is like, is actually just switching tasks. You know, we change our focus and therefore we don't get anything done. And what it mm-hmm. does is it creates this like flurry um, of activity. And when you sit down to do something like let's, what is the most recent thing that has just detracted you? Is it like when you sit down in a, in a clinic visit and you mean to do the notes, but then you don't? Yes, that, that definitely happened today. Tell me the exact thought that was going through your head while you said you couldn't, like when you sat down to do the note and you're in there with the patient, what was yes. that that came up in your head? Well, my thought was, man, I got to, I really want to document this well and write all these risks out for the patient so that when they look at it and, and they're my chart later. So I perfectionism and I need to be more about B minus work or mm-hmm. even A minus would be better. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely true, but why not? If you know that, why not? Why didn't you do it? Well, I, I feel like baby steps, at least I'm aware of it. <laughs> and, and I think you're right. So like, let's talk about some baby steps because I think that this is a really great, uh, this is something I've kind of evolved to uh, because I too, I've really been very focused on finishing notes, at least a majority of it in the mm-hmm. room before we go into the next one. Yeah. Um, it's very stressful when you do that because of the thoughts that we tell ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to have that other person wait. Mm-hmm. Now, when you have your note open, um, what are some of the things that you could do quickly that would still accomplish some of the same goals? Well, at least I'll abbreviate what I'm thinking so that hopefully it won't take as long. I won't have to recreate what was in my brain. I can. Yeah, I, I, that's actually um, what I end up doing as well. So I will do an outline. Yes. Because uh, for me, and tell me this is true for you. When I sit down and do the notes at the end of the day, I don't exactly remember. And right. then you still want it to be good and it'll mm-hmm. probably be better tomorrow. <laughs> right. Yes. I'll probably remember more tomorrow, but that's even worse. It's absolutely true. And so I think that, you know, stopping and doing outline um, and really um, focusing on trying to finish as much as you can. Um, Mm -hmm. And really, um, you can even start to experiment. I had to do this myself to prove to myself a little bit. I had to kind of take an idea of how long it actually took. Now I take my computer in there um, and I, before I would not like talk to the patient um, or I, I, would, I would look talk to the patient and I would write it down. I didn't want to be on the computer because I didn't want to look distracted. Right. And then I, I kind of let that go. I pull up my computer and then I'll just type some notes as they're talking. And then if they kind of start launching into stuff or something like that, a lot of times I'll let them and mm-hmm. a little bit more um, because really what I'm trying to cultivate there too is I can be there for them. I can write this information down. I can at least do the abbreviations and then reminding yourself at the end of the clinic, I set myself up very well. Um, and then, you know, uh, doing that B minus work at the end of the clinic, if you don't finish the note, then um, it takes a little bit of practice and you get a little bit better at it um, over time. It's um, important to recognize like when something comes up and it sounds like this also set you off a little bit too when someone comes in and says i need you to add this on or i need you to do this yes add-ons in a clinic 
The main thing is for us to say is letting things get added on, um, understanding why we do that. And if we really need to do that, um, a lot of times these tasks come up and they feel urgent. Um, and so we stop what we're doing and we shift focus onto that when it's not exactly urgent. Um, that you feel that, that too? Oh yeah, right. And um, in that particular instance, when something comes up, what are some ways that you can, someone says like, this person wants to be added on, what do you think? What are some of the things that you could um, uh, strategize? Well, one thing I would like to be better about is asking the nurse, hey, can you can you call the patient, see what's going on and figure out is this really an urgent thing that needs to be done today or can we do it next time we have office? Yeah, I, you're absolutely right. And having them get as much details as possible is very, very helpful, but also setting the expectation. Um, and a lot of times it's interesting if you wanted to experiment on this is, you know, just to kind of ask the nurse, like, what did you think about that, that conversation? Because a lot of times they just happen to call then they don't necessarily expect things to be done. I think that they recognize that we're busy more so than we do. <laughs> oh, patience. Yeah. <laughs> And I think that's really just the um, taking the deep breath and say, does this need to be done right now? Um, and then identify when it will be done. Um, go gather the information and then come back to me and then stay on, on task with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Come back, then you can say, okay, I'm going to assess this. I'm going to do this now, but we're going to do this at a reasonable time. Or I cannot do this now. How about, you know, schedule them an appointment? Uh, and really it's um, us letting go of the urgency, because really, I think, you know, overworked is another one, urgency, like that feeling of urgency is another thing that comes up for us is, you know, why does it feel urgent? We have to do it now. And the question is, do I really have to do it now? And so like, what is the, the you mentioned the thought or maybe you did or didn't, the, the thought that's kind of leading to this overwhelmed, what are some of the thoughts that are going through your head? Well, I start beating myself up because I'm like, oh, I let this happen every Friday. Mm -hmm. I do this to myself. <laughs> what, what are the thoughts? <laughs> um, I guess. Is that just, I should be better. <laughs> it's, it's interesting because, you know, the, and it sounds like, you know, almost like you feel like you have to do it all yourself. Yes. Yeah. And because I think that's, you know, kind of where I have to do it myself and I suck at it. <laughs> right. Yes. All right. And you're already starting to challenge that thought a little bit because, you know, and we are, we don't actually do this necessarily very well, looking around and seeing like, who are all the people that could help me? I could actually get a little bit more out of that nurse. And this is what happens when you empower that nurse to say, hey, how about this? Why don't you get these details? And if it doesn't sound urgent, then go ahead and put them on the schedule. Then they don't even actually have to come back to you. Um, and then if this comes up repeatedly, you say like, you know, at, at a time when you're not busy, say, you know, here's a couple of things. Here's a couple of tips. If someone calls for this, it doesn't sound urgent. Just put an appointment. You don't even have to ask. Uh, fill them in a spot that's actually a spot, not double booking. Um, mm -hmm. 
When you look at your schedule, if your schedule is overwhelming, if you're not finishing your notes consistently and you've worked on all these little tricks that help, um, which is there is definitely a skill for getting out of a room um, or using the room to your advantage. Like if, if you know someone's going to need their time, I certainly grab my computer if I think they're going to be chatty. Um, the, so having your computer can help you out a little bit and not moving to the next person until you're done. And then getting other people to help you. Like I've gotten my MA to put stuff in the computer already. So the imaging and other things are already in there. And so my note is already halfway done. So, um, and then um, sometimes some MAs, I think it's, there's some rules here and there. Um, sometimes they can even type in like, um, you know, a couple uh, things in the HPI and then you can, you know, fill them in. Um, but having them help you ahead of time, empowering them and looking at the schedule, say, hey, you know, like whenever I have a new breast cancer patient or hemorrhoidectomy, please do, do not book anything with them. They need at least 30 minutes. Um, and then, you know, or you can like put a post-op in between, you know, if you really like proactively look at your schedule, if your schedule is consistently unruly, or if you know you're on call, mm-hmm. um, it's okay to tell us like less patients in the clinic schedule. It, you know, still stresses me out to even say that out loud. I'm terrible at it, but I'm getting better. Yeah. Because well, again, yeah. Why do we pack our clinics? Cause that's what we've always done. And that's what we think we need to do to be a good surgeon. <laughs> yeah. And because we haven't actually thought about it. Right. When I started thinking about it, that's when I knew like, you know, a, an appy post-op is going to be fast. Mm-hmm. A breast cancer follow-up is not going to be fast. Right. And so when you start really paying attention to the schedule, then you know how long something's going to take. And then you communicate it to the folks that do your clinic schedule. And they actually, and really huge advocate of empowering the people around you and not just for you, for them, you know, it really have evolved over the years of really just recognizing how important it is to let people do stuff. You know, this idea that I have to do it all myself is definitely a surgeon thing. And it is our biggest disadvantage because we're painful to work for right. you know, people around us think that we don't trust them, that we don't need their help. And, um, and then we think like, it's going to take me longer to, for them to do it, you know? And so recognizing when you give someone a task, it's going to take them a little bit of time to catch up. Yeah. Uh, but that is the, the, a lot of things is to really focus on how you feel about less people on the clinic schedule to start with. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just being realistic about what you can and can't do because you find yourself tired and overworked. It's either your efficiency is down because of some of the things that are tripping yourself up or it's an unrealistic schedule. And then that's a different problem altogether. Um, for a monthly goal, like if you were to kind of take this as a monthly goal, um, like a thought or a goal, what is, what do you think that you would take your monthly goal as? Um, well, again, my action, I would do the action goal of, uh, having more manageable Fridays. Yeah. And so this is what, so your goal is how do I get here? Oh, with this abnormally long neck, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) How do I get here? And so give me a description of what that person looks like. Like what, what do they, what are the actions that they do? 
um, they empower the team members. Mm -hmm. um, they also um, don't like get strung up in the urgency of certain things. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, continue to try to get notes done in the room mm -hmm. as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And then focus on when I'm finished. Don't multitask, just leave. <laughs> get out of there. Um, there's a couple things too that helps, you know, the switching tasks up a lot of time. Um, but also the, there's this thought that things will take as long as we give them. Uh, and, you know, first is knowing how long something takes, and then you start giving yourself that time. Um, in, in the room as a, as a good example. So how long does it typically take you to finish a note that you've prepped? Well, it's a lot faster if I do it in the room. Mm -hmm. If I do it later, it takes a lot longer because I have to go back and click, look and make sure I click things that so, I mean, I can see like a certain type of new patient visit with about 30 minutes and finish the note. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times if you prep yourself, you know, a lot of times I'll leave my, I'll try to finish them in the room or immediately afterwards before I go to the next one. Um, and that took a little bit of time and effort. And, and when I get in a hurry, I don't do it as much. And mm -hmm. so I look back at my, you know, 10 to 15 notes, I'm like, son of a... Mm -hmm. <laughs> But then when I, I prep myself so well, it only took like a minute or two. And so reminding myself, and th this is just a process and evolution is reminding myself, finishing a well, you know, a prepared note that I put like some outlines only takes like a minute or two. Mm -hmm. That next person can wait a minute or two. Like if I'm realistic about how long it takes, it's actually not that long. Right. And when I know that a well prepped note only takes like, you know, uh, a minute or two to do, and I've got 10, then you know, it's going to take me about 20 minutes. Let's round it up to 30. I'm giving myself 30 minutes to finish these effing notes. <laughs> right. And so then, then you're free to do something. You can actually even take a break ahead of time. If you want to like, who I need a break and give yourself five or 10 minutes to talk to someone strategically. You know, the problem is comes with the resistance of like, I'm going to sit down and do these damn notes, even though I don't feel like it. Right. Um, that sometimes works. And sometimes your brain's like, nope. We're going to get up and talk. <laughs> right. Yes, definitely. And so you can either decide I'm going to get up and talk in the 20 to 30 minutes I've given, or I'm going to say, I'm going to take just five or 10 minutes just to release some steam. And then I'm going to go and, and like almost looking at, you know, I look at the clock and it's like, and I give myself directions. I'm going to do it from here to here. Um, and that actually really works because when I do sit down and do it, then I actually really know how long it takes. Um, right. And it's easier because when you give your brain directions, it doesn't feel like this overwhelm anymore. Um, it feels like much more focused. And then some days, you know, I'll get to where I try as hard as I can. It's like, I really just can't focus. If I sit down here, I'm just not going to do it. And I've got my outline. I'll just do it later. I have done that before and it's actually okay. So something like, like forcing myself to do it sometimes takes like longer than if I give myself a minute, but you have to like your reasons. Um, and so that's one thing that I've evolved to is sometimes I'll stop and do the notes then. And sometimes I will let myself not do it if I know that I'm fried, mm -hmm. but not 
spend too much time. I, always with an outline though, because otherwise it just really sucks when you have no idea what's going on. Awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Well, I hope that helped a bit. Um, any last uh, comments or questions? But really, I do hope you guys do take that strategy of this month, each day I'm going to focus like, and I think this is a great one. Like, how do I like make my clinic doable? Um, and working on that every day is really, really helpful. Um, you know, just the things that come up because what's going to come up for you in clinic Well, you know, we've got that masterclass coming up, stop hating clinic. Everything comes up with clinic delegation, scarcity, you know, um, money thoughts, you know, our thoughts about ourselves, our thoughts about others, you know, our thoughts about patients, like everything, basically we decided just to kind of hone in to focus on this because all of these, these problems that come up are things that we have because we're never taught how to do these things. We're never taught how to, um, question, um, all these things. And we were built with so much urgency and that it's sometimes hard to unlearn those lessons. Um, so I hope that helps a bit. It was really nice talking with you all. Y'all have a good one.